You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. You don't know about the, the other side of the pyramid? The fifth side? It's called the floor, you dumbass. <laughs> I just want to make sure he realizes there is a fifth side of the pyramid. And I believe none of them, which makes me an expert. Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. This is your host, Chris Morrison, with two special guests. I have. Oh, this is Cap Nun, y'all. Welcome back. And Christy Phillips. That's right, guys. If somebody sounds a little low, that's because you only got two mics and there's three of us. So we're trying to make it work. Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> we were talking about Jason Aldean a while ago. Yeah. Talking about if we should do an outlaw country podcast. I personally would love to do it. That's just a lot of minutia. A lot like, of minutia. I feel. Like, I love outlaw uh, country and cops. Yes. <laughs> See, that's uh, that's the real conspiracy of country music. That's what that's Nashville country these days. It's all yeah, about was, being uh, pro the law. Yep. Waylon Jennings would be so upset. I make moonshine and lick cop boots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, we could make it a history thing. We could. It's also a conspiracy about NASCAR I have rolling in my head right now mm. about the conservatism of NASCAR. But that's just me. That's a whole new <laughs> fucking episode. That's on me. With, I live with a guy that uh, builds and works on race cars for yeah. uh, certain drivers, so that'd be a whole thing to go down as well. Yeah. I would love to see an old NASCAR driver just talk about, oh, yeah, back in the day, uh, yeah, I put one in a cop's leg one time and <laughs> went down from Booksboro all the way to Charlotte. And it's just like, uh, what? <laughs> it's, it's weird. This year, I've watched so many races. Oh, NASCAR races, and I've just kind of just like real, just embraced it at this point, just because I grew up with it. Yeah. My best friend from high school uh, was really into it. And I knew everybody's driver, all the drivers' oh, yeah. names, and all that. Now I'm just embracing all of the NASCAR culture here in the in North Carolina. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's all trashy. It's so <laughs> trashy. I ran into, uh, I literally ran into Casey Kane one time. No way. In a Sub Express in Statesville, and I didn't realize how small he was. That I realized they're all small. Yes. Except for the Waltrips. <laughs> Especially Michael Waltrip. Yeah. Well, folks, this isn't a NASCAR episode. I'm sorry. Aww. There's no cryptids in NASCAR except, you know... Except uh, Richard Petty. Except for Richard Petty, who will live forever. The fucking yes. Mick Jagger of goddamn NASCAR. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, we're going to continue on our mythical, uh, mythical creatures. But this one, we're going to stick to vampires, werewolves, and maybe mummies. Maybe. We'll get to it when we get to it. Just getting, uh, throwing all the uh, universal, what about creatures that live in black lagoons yeah, why and not? shit Fuck like it. that. Yeah, that's not some autoerotic kind of thing for some writer in <laughs> Japan. Yeah. Or uh, what's his nuts? Uh, what's his nuts? Yes, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, fuck. he basically lived out that fantasy. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get into it. Why are vampires suck and Borders are better? Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You have the whole idea of... Like, if I'm in prison, I'm P90X fucking with a werewolf all the time. Just, like, just lifting fucking weights. Meanwhile, this fucking jag-off Confederate soldier vampire is just like, I was in the war of northern aggression. <laughs> I've come to call on your daughter. <laughs> yeah. And She's subtly, 12, asshole. <laughs> and subtly, I turned the microphone toward me. Yeah. 
So here's the problem with you always bringing up the Confederate soldiers that are that are vampires, and my immediate desire desire to turn you away from True Blood. <laughs> I turned you all to that. That was my bad. Yeah, that was your fault. Yeah, True Blood is just basically porn, though. Yeah, but it's got a story. Yeah, but ignore all of that to the main character who was never a vampire to begin with, who is Lafayette, who is the best character that's ever been in True Blood. No. Oh, poor, sweet Lafayette. He was yeah. amazing. <laughs> well, he he was the one that held the whole show together. I did enjoy Lafayette. He was very sassy. Yes. He like, was the so one everybody wanted to be. But yeah, going into the, like, the, the whole mythos behind vampires and werewolves and, and whatnot, it kind of, you know, we all know from like the Universal Monsters, mm. but back in the day, before the moving pictures and such, this was like a real thing for people. A cultural thing, especially the vampire part. The werewolves thing was uh, more Eastern European around Germany and like, you know, Ukraine and stuff. But like back in the day, it was, I need to make sure this motherfucker's dead before I put him in the ground because they might come and eat my fucking children. Yeah. <laughs> that was the cool story about vampires all the time. Mm. So I haven't heard a lot about the uh, the cultural lore of the vampires. I've listened and uh, read more about the werewolf. Uh, I guess n- maybe not phenomenon or like the stories of like how people like misjudge you know people that were just freaking out uh, just in the streets and just acting just ravenous and just getting that compared uh, or getting that confused with the idea of it being a wolf person. Yeah. So uh, the backstory of werewolves is actually a, a, like a Christian mythos. Okay. Um, for a very long time, it was a curse by God that people were uh, uh, shunned away from the community, and that at some point they've turned into rabid, vicious animals that would come and haunt the community. Uh, it, but it changes over time. Mainly it was werewolves, and then it was, hey, this, this woman is living out in a shack, so she's a witch. But witch and werewolf were kind of interchangeable through a lot of European cultures all over the fucking place because you think think about some of these villages are so far apart you know you hear one thing about you know village a over here and village b over here has got some fucking problems and it's like well we just had someone from village b come to that come by we need to get rid of this motherfucker well there's that uh religious uh, crossover as well with uh you know the werewolf is uh you know a curse right mm-hmm. and uh witches are you know responsible for curses or know how to control that yeah. kind of magic that kind of energy so all that's kind of interchangeable probably with uh vampires as well yeah uh but with you know vampires vampires kind of skyrocketed out of fucking nowhere um out of the belief that uh the dead shall rise again you know, we, we grew up in, you know, churches and stuff, and part of Revelations was, you know, the dead will rise again, you know. But for back then, it was a different kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Talking about Jesus and the Adam's family. Yeah, yeah. Goes yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with, uh, with stuff like that, you had people fearing that the dead were going to come back again. I think also another part of that was uh, people kind of slipping into a coma when they got sick. Right. And then banging on the goddamn coffin <laughs> while they're being buried. Like, please stop. Please, love of God, fucking stop. That's where we get one of my favorite things where when somebody would die, they would leave a hole in Just, the top of the coffin and then tie a bell, tie yeah, a rope yes. around your toe. Yeah. And then put a bell out, and people would just be walking through the cemetery, and then all of a sudden hear a bell. Yeah. And they would have to try to dig you out. Yeah. And it's like, there's no way. 
and that is where we get the term dead ringers. Yeah, and saved by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Morris is, is dead. <laughs> yes. Zach Morris is dead in the ground. We buried him deep. Uh, but there's actually like good riddance. <laughs> there, uh, there's a, a perfect uh, uh, Aaron Mankey, uh, the guy who wrote the uh, Cropsey documentary, uh, does a uh, radio show uh, called Lore, where he delves deep into like these kind of stories where people are buried alive, and that's why we have these older cemeteries with cages wrapped around the fucking. Uh, top of the grave, so not for just grave diggers, but for graves to open the fuck up and try to kill us. Uh, there is one horrific story out of Massachusetts, though. They uh, a girl had got sick, young girl, young lady, uh, probably like uh, 16, 17 years old, and uh, she fell into a coma. They assumed she was dead because fuck it, why not? Uh, and they buried her. And some kids were in the cemetery and heard screaming from the grave and told people and they're like these fucking kids are assholes lying little <laughs> motherfuckers and they didn't say anything to one guy one grave guy was one of the cemetery guys was like okay let's, let's crack her up and see what's in there and by the time they got to her there was blood everywhere in the coffin and she had scratched her fucking neck open because she was suffocating uh because instinctually when we choke we go for our neck and something in her brain is like, open your fucking throat and get some oxygen. And she ripped her own fucking neck open just to Jeez. get more oxygen. But she's like, there's scratch marks on the fucking, uh, uh, like the top of the coffin and stuff like that. It was brutal. And that's when a lot of North, New England mainly started um, incorporating bells, cages. Uh, and that's kind of where we get uh, a Jewish tradition where we leave the body out for a little while. Uh, the Jewish tradition is 24 hours called sitting Shiva, where you where you sit with the body for 24 hours, mainly to make sure it's dead. Right. Mainly to make sure. But we turn that into what's called a wake. Um, mm. And we wait to see if they wake the fuck up. Uh, were they paranoid about the living dead, say, the way uh, we picture the living dead currently, where it's uh, a like zombie. zombie. Yeah, not so much. So the zombie tradition actually comes from uh, the island Caribbean islands through okay. voodoo and hoodoo and all that. Um, and there's a great, uh, I think it's called the Serpent in the Rainbow. It's a whole, it's a great fucking horror movie about zombies and people coming out of the grave and shit. It was about this voodoo woman who places a curse on some poor fuck, <laughs> and people are coming out of the graves and shit. So that's like the zombie part is from that culture, which is a uh, kind of a French and English. And Caribbean Islanders version of Christianity. It's big in New Orleans, okay. Especially hoodoo. Uh, you have uh, those little kind of runoffs of witchcraft and like Christianity mixed together. Uh, in Mexico, you have uh, De los Muertos and stuff like that. People who worship the dead, you know, just stuff like that. But the whole zombie part just came much later after uh, after the Caribbean Islands kind of opened up themselves to other other cultures rolling in. I think uh, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of did a thing with that in one of the movies where they had uh, yeah. uh, Caribbean zombies, if you will, or the undead. And, yeah. Uh, well, I guess with sailor traditions, there's that in the, yeah. all of that lore as well. well that, that was like a big thing. Uh, like, we'll cover it like on a, on a pirates thing, but, uh, <laughs> but a big thing was that is uh, Davy Jones's locker. Like, that's where pirates go to die. <laughs> you know, that's where your, your soul gets sent to is a, a bottomless hellscape in the ocean where probably a serpent shows up <laughs> or a kraken. And a guy who uh, likes to add syllables will start yelling at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what an asshole. <laughs> well, one of the things uh, with the hoodoo stuff, uh, I know we're always throwing movies at y'all. One of the one of my favorite movies that talks about it is um, The Skeleton Key. Oh. <laughs> 
the, the, that's such a weird fucking movie. But it's a great movie. Yeah, so she, she's just out of nowhere, but it's like, I'm going to be a white lady. <laughs> this well, is, she gets possessed. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out, what, 2005? It's also a remake. <laughs> yeah, it's also a remake. But, like, it was, it, they were being haunted by, what, former slaves? Well, the idea <laughs> is they had, I don't know what I would call it, but soul jumped. Yeah. Body jumped so many times. But it was also the idea of hoodoo won't bother you if you don't believe in it. If you yeah. don't accept it and you don't think it'll bother you, then it won't bother you. But if you put weight to it, it will. Yeah. And you slowly get to watch uh, it's Kate like a Hudson. Board. <laughs> yeah, you slowly get to watch Kate Hudson be like, well, this this little bit's not going to bother me. And if, if I do this part, it's not going to be a thing. And then she just keeps building and building and building and building until you literally watch her tear a spell out of a spell book and actually do one of these things. Yeah. And then it's just the end of the world for her. White ladies and witchcraft. I was, I'll tell you what. You can't trust them, though. They're like, oh, maybe just a little bit. Just, a little, just, 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 just like salt on your eggs. Just a little bit. Just a pitch. <laughs> just a little, a little pitch. But like... Uh, uh, going back to like Eastern Europe and stuff, uh, recently last year at the tail end of last year, uh, they recently dug up a grave by accident. Whatever, <laughs> it was in Poland, and it was the body of a woman. Uh, and you've seen a hand scythe, like a little sickle, little hand scythe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the grave, it was where her neck would be. Oh my god! Just in case she decided to hop up out of the grave as a vampire, her head would come off. Oh my god! <laughs> but like that's an old fucking tradition that we heard about and now we see actual evidence of them like putting like farm tools in a grave of a woman just so she don't come back to life and try to murder us in her sleep but with the vampires they a lot of it comes back around because it just dies out in the 1500s and in the 1600s during the plague it just dies out very quickly but as soon as the united states starts getting you know their legs in new england that's what people were like. Well, let's see what happens to a body. You know, let's let's do some Grey's Anatomy shit. You know, which is you know where that comes from. Let's crack open some people while they're dead and see what shit looks like in there. And people were digging up children's bodies and like not understanding decomposition worth a fuck, and then blaming it on vampirism and all this <laughs> shit. Like uh, when you die, your skin recedes, so it makes it look like your fingernails and hair and teeth get longer. That's because you're body is decaying and you're, mm-hmm. you're you know it's not your your fingers nose don't grow when you die nothing grows when you die you just, just die the shriveled up uh kind yeah. of but like the skin the skin on your fingers because there's no muscles in your fingers it's all tendons the skin recedes so your fingernails look like they grow your 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 head shrinks after you're dead because it's decomposing so your hair gets longer it looks like it's growing and then that's like the mouth itself the canines protrude further because they're getting loose because you're fucking dead right so obviously timmy's a vampire <laughs> and we need to burn him and that's a, that's actually an actual story uh, a, a man uh, with a wife uh, i think it was like two dollars and a son just ravaged by tb tuberculosis he watched them all die one by one, and then some assholes, gravedigger, preacher man's like, "We got to dig them up and burn them." And what? Because they're the active vampire hunters. <laughs> so where where did the burning tradition come from? Like you, you, they leave uh, the bodies out to uh, you know ha- make sure that they're dead, but you also have this uh, a lot of uh, burn the bodies in the lore too, because that's a th- that's the only way to. Say get rid of a vampire, get mm-hmm. rid of a, a werewolf, other than a silver bullet or like yeah. a cross or like anything. Of, so a lot of uh, these are uh, are from a, uh, a book called the Malbec, which okay. is like an old like demon hunter book. Uh, it's right around the time King James wrote his version of the Bible, 
King James wrote a demon book. Mm -hmm. uh, I did not know this. It was the second most popular book of all time for a while. (laughs) So you would have a Bible, and then you would have a demonology book written by King James. And for those who don't know, King James is the son of Mary, Queen of Scots, also, Bloody Mary, Queen of Scots, who was really good at this one thing called burning Catholics. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. A fire sale, if you will. <laughs> and wrote and wrote demon paraphernalia. Before, Ant- par- before Anton LaVey, there was King James. There was King James, and he wrote a whole Bible. I love that. Uh, Gangs of New York, where they're talking about, where he's like yelling at Leonardo DiCaprio, who can't read. He's just like, you've never heard of Bill Shakespeare? He wrote the King James Bible. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> God damn you, stupid motherfucker! I watched that movie in a minute. Oh, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's like four hours long. It is. <laughs> it's an anthology of New York, and why we should shoot them. Uh, what's his name? Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis would be a probably a sick vampire in movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, Daniel Day Lewis is a vampire. No. No, it's Gary Oldman. Yeah. Okay, Gary yeah. Oldman was the shit. Yes, that, he, he was an amazing Dracula. He was a great Dracula. That is a weird fucking movie, though. Yeah, yes. But go, but like, but go back to vampires. They're like a, a big part of the lore came from you know the United States. All the add-on stuff. You know, we still have like the European culture, and we talked about it a long time ago on an episode. Like, how do you tell horror? Um, and a good example is like through the ages, what scares people. And in the United States is the king of horror when it comes to like just in the film and television, but one of the first things that were like horror movies were those people from over there from the old countries where we came from right because america is now filled with generations of italians of scots irish british germans. You know, germans every every walk of life is now second or third generation by the time you know movies come out so what's best scary is like let's talk about those people that you guys came from and bring them over as something scary. And then it morphs into people who survived war. That's where we get sideshow freaks and why they're fucking scary. And then it goes into aliens because we're talking about the fucking future now. Yeah. yeah so, like, sci-fi gets big as horror. But this is the first, like, just in film and television, this is the, the apex of horror um, and thrillers because we can tell a fantastical story with something that's not real. And they've been doing that since day one, too. Yeah. Uh, the first... Uh, moving picture uh, from the Edison Nickelodeon theaters was Frankenstein's monster. Uh, it, it was panned. It was Nobody liked it. It scared the fuck out of probably a lot of people, but that's technically the first movie. Uh, and you can still watch it today on YouTube, but it's, but it's part of the, um, the Edison film company, basically, before, before film company. The same uh, one that has, like, say, uh, Valley of the Dinosaurs, or what, not Valley of the Dinosaurs, the one that um, uh, the guy that did King, that, uh, did King Kong did. Uh, yeah, like Bertie Gordon and all them. Yeah, I can't think what the name of it is, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, but like that's a whole different like that's the next genre, you know. That's that, that oh, fantastical okay. creatures, you know, yeah. who are in deep in the jungle. Because fun fact, people didn't know gorillas existed until 1870. Yep. So like, think about that for a second. They were technically a cryptid. Yes, gorillas in the mist. Like <laughs> Jane Goodall siding with these motherfuckers weren't real. Yeah, not long ago, gorillas were up there with the Mothman and Abraham Lincoln died not knowing gorillas existed. Think <laughs> and, about that, and that's a shame. Yeah, well, it's a lot of shame about Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other episode. That's a whole whole episode. I have a whole thing about why he's on the five um, <laughs> and the penny, and why we should get rid of the penny. Hmm. But that's just me. History we forgot. Streaming now. <laughs> Streaming now. But um, 
Yeah, we would do our 17-part, one-hour episode <laughs> deep dive into Lincoln and why he's still alive. <laughs> please please have me back on for the Andrew Jackson episode. Pull out your 20s, folks. There's a reason he's fucking on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll get my opinion of why he should not be on it. Yeah, well, everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. That's why we do podcasts. <laughs> to get these opinions out before we explode. Yep, and this, and this is why you get things thrown at you yeah, on our podcast. She threw something at me. I did. You can, you can hear that episode very soon. Wow, that's mean. Yeah, it's out. It's out. The one, it's out. When I threw something at you, it's out. Yeah. So did he earn that? Yes, he did. He was talking. <laughs> he was talking trash about the Irish. Oh. And I'm half Irish. Well, fucking drop a potato sack for me then. <laughs> Jesus. Um, You're within arm's reach. Yeah, and I got a shabrack on my fucking arm. Who gives a fuck? I'll uh, hit you right in the middle of it then. Yeah. <laughs> But, but well, go to the Irish. There's actually a big part of their culture when it comes to uh, anthropomorphism, which is anthropomorphism, pomorphism, anthropomorphism. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, it's the transition of humans into animals. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's part of the Celtic, you know, uh, sub-religion, uh, which goes into paganism, that which is riddled throughout Scandinavia, which is uh, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, those pesky little Germans to the <laughs> south. Um, but you, know, you were talking about cremation. A lot of that came from them. Yeah. Um, okay. We, so pe- uh, Christianity during the make up times around 200 AD <laughs> had to incorporate a lot of other people's stuff to make everybody real comfortable with Christianity. Right. Uh, another part of that is incorporating, you know, traditions and holidays. You know, why do we have Christmas trees? Well, that's a pagan thing. You know, mm-hmm. why do we celebrate uh, a bunny who lays eggs? On Easter, well, that's a pagan thing, you know. Why, why, why do we celebrate, you know, Jesus's birthday basically in December because it's the winter solstice, you know. For for those pagans, that was like right before shit hit the fan. Like as soon as the winter solstice started and spring started, it's really bad <laughs> because you're eating all the fucking reserves during the winter, and spring is when a lot of people died. And then you have a problem with disease in the spring because now it's hot enough. For the spring to catch disease in the air so you need to burn the bodies to get rid of the disease um, early Catholics you know were against cremation for a very long time you couldn't ascend to heaven if you were cremated but the Protestants agreed with it permanently especially in the early days of Martin Luther uh, in Amsterdam where Baptists came from big big proponents of we need to burn all these bodies because I don't want to get sick and die. Right. It's like I love how like the uh, meth Protestant met Protestants in general, just like Methodists in particular, can just be like, "Did you? Did I catch you maybe. singing, motherfucker? Did I catch you fucking singing? Not in my Methodist church. I don't know, man. Methodist people love to sing. But early Methodists. Oh, I, don't time, know about, I don't know about the early uh, Methodists. Fun fact: Brigham Young, before he was the king of fucking Mormons, was uh, a Methodist and was beat for humming a song. So, uh, so Methodists back in the day hated fucking music. Well, fuck Brigham Young. <laughs> BYU. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You don't like the fucking Big Twelve, you fucking pussy. I guess not. <laughs> so this is a moment when I have to interject about a story from one of my students last year. We went over Manifest Destiny and we talked about Brigham Young. How awesome it is. <laughs> I roll. And one of my students said, imagine carrying a child in your womb for nine months just to name them Brigham. <laughs> my entire class got quiet and then all of a sudden everybody busted out laughing, including me. And I said, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Student said, I wouldn't. 
Student said, that is a punishable offense right there. I got to say, we need to bring back some of the older names for people because some of these new names fucking suck. If I see one more Caitlin spelled wrong, spelled like, wrong. with that one, one in 26 different spellings of the word Caitlin, I'm going to lose my shit. Caitlin with a K. Caitlin with a C. There's like four vowels in there. We yeah. got rid of the I's and just replaced them with Y's. Or, I was going to say, if you, they end with a Y, what do you do? Yeah, it was like... I, I, one book I read, uh, which is a great one about you know manifest destiny, was uh, the Indifferent Stars Above, which is about the Donner Party traveling uh, across across <laughs> the guys. But it also talks about Mormons and how they meet them and the weird fucking names they had, and and a and a whole chapter about shovels <laughs> <laughs> and the different child shovels. Um, but but like werewolves, you know, you had brought up uh, the Silver Bullet. Yes, the Silver Bullet. So the Silver Bullet comes along. Not because of guns. It came because of silver. Uh, silver-tipped arrows, silver knives, and stuff like that. But those were also seen as, like, holy instruments anyway. Right. So, like, even back in the early lore of vampires, you could stab a vampire with a silver and it'd kill it, too. Like, But vampires weren't seen as, like, this disease that transfers to people to people. It was people who have lost God, basically, uh, who, who've been shunned by their by their god and they became vampires right uh, but it doesn't feel like with the vampires it's like um there's not that host element like that's like say the werewolf story does where it's like more of a virus infecting the human psyche and turning it into a beast or whatever vampire doesn't really have that it's just yeah. one guy you know biting you know it's it's victims or the victim willingly becoming a vampire it's like that it's that different kind of yeah. uh, origin um but with werewolves i you tried know, <laughs> but with, with werewolves you know it's always the bite yeah and the transition yeah they both have the bite but yeah. it's weird where it's like uh the infections part of it still but you know that comes from you know just the biting part comes from you know back in the day when people would get bit by dogs yeah and turn rabid rabies. for no fucking reason you know like a, a form of rabies for the human side like i don't have you ever seen what happens to a person when they get rabies like a human being i can't say i've seen it on film or they, anything they, like they that basically starve to death but they go fucking nuts right before they do it uh because fun fact about rabies rabies affects certain parts of the brain and slowly kills you by forcing you to be afraid of things that need that you need to live like water uh a fun fact, if you think a dog has rabies spray it with water and see what happens because if it's scared, like legitimately fucking scared, and starts showing its goddamn teeth, it's got rabies. You don't have to cut off its head like they used to, but like, <laughs> that's that's something that it does. Like it affects a part of the brain that needs sustenance. So people end up basically burning from the inside out because they're burning calories so fucking fast, and their minds rushing, and they kind of just have a fever and starve to death. But if you if you you know if this is the fucking fifteen hundreds, and you know I come out of the fucking woods bare my fucking teeth frothing at the mouth I look like a dog you know because I've lived in the fucking woods by my fucking <laughs> self you know that, that that's kind of an easy way of saying like how did they get to that point which is really fun when you talk about cryptids and stuff you know like why does the mothman exist well it doesn't but we saw something in the woods and we called it a mothman you know or Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster or the cat fox of Tennessee, which is something we talked about that long time ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we just associate that because it makes sense to us at the moment. Go ahead. I think the vampire thing came along because blood was such a big deal back then because you had to be, which I've never understood the thing about bloodletting. They thought you could have too much blood. 
So they would put leeches on you and do all that kind of thing? They think your blood was poisonous. Your blood was killing you. Yeah. And in a way, bloodletting worked great if you had like an abscess Mm -hmm. or... Or... (laughs) Bloodletting is still used today, but in a different type of thing. People still use bloodletting for leeches. Yeah. But there is actual a medical condition that you need to do that for. I can't pronounce it. But back in the day, it's just like, oh, I got the sniffles. Put leeches on her face. Yeah. You know, like, that, that, that's fucking stupid. But yeah. we know this because we're enlightened. And 20,000 20, years from now, we're going to be dumber and shit because they're going to look back at this podcast, I hope, somewhere in space. And they're like, wow, these three fucks are idiots. <laughs> Bloodletting was right the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I think that that's where it came from to begin with is because blood was so important and they thought... They actually believed that blood was the most important thing in the body. Yeah. It was, they thought that that was more important than breathing. They thought that was more important than food. They thought that was more important than everything else. So they had to have a creature or a disease or whatever that would take that from you. Well, then, one of the things that I looked up when I got into Anne Rice and all that stuff, I actually looked up uh, things you could do to combat vampires at your house. One of my favorite things that people would do is take uh, cargo fishing nets and tie them in knots and put them near the entrances of their houses because they said the vampires would come to your house and to keep from coming in your house, they would be so distracted by sitting down and untying these intricate knots that they would leave you alone. OCD is the is the is the, the one vil- weakness the one the true the true villainy of fucking vampires. It's like yeah. not oh he invited me in garlic all the fuck the crucifix. No, it's like is that a is that string? God damn it! <laughs> I'm coming, dude. bitch. I'm like coming. I'll be in there no fucking time. I'm coming right in that fucking cabin. I'll be right there, and he's just like whittling away at a fucking knot, and he's just like fucking Jesus. <laughs> he tied it this way. <sighs> Dude. You know, I used to be a fisherman. <laughs> just, just blatant fucking hate for, for just like unorganized bullshit. <laughs> just throw some Russian dolls and just throw them like throw them all over the place. It's like been alive for five hundred years and shit's still happening. Mm-hmm. Bitches still be leaving messes and shit. <laughs> but Nothing like, ever changes. I think what I love about the American vampire stories are that the big one doesn't come from the United States. The main vampires from over there that mm-hmm. other place and it somehow got here and affected everyone was it always transylvania or that area of europe so so when it comes to dracula the king <laughs> shit about everything uh dracula was a real person uh he lived in transylvania but he was a warlord oh <laughs> uh, no we more than anything, but uh, some have quoted it's Ivan the uh, not Ivan the Terrible, um, uh, the Impaler, Vlad the Impaler, Vladimir. You know, uh, the the Dragon. That's what they called him. That was his real moniker, the Dragon. Uh, fun fact: He kept Muslims from invading Europe because of where he was in Transylvania. Uh, they made it through a, a passage. They took through Turkey through his area. He didn't like that, so he impaled them on spikes as a warning. Uh, but other than that, you know, he's just a regular guy. Yeah. yeah other, other than being really cool about that one thing, uh, who you got to think about that. Hey, what are you known for? You know, mm. you know, uh, I'm Saint John. I'm, I'm Saint John the Divine. I wrote the Revelations. It's like, oh, what did you do? Oh, I'm, I'm Peter. I'm, I'm the Saint Peter. It is like all these other people have these easy names. What's your name? My name is Vlad. Oh man, what you? 
Oh, Vlad, what? You know, what do you do? I'm Vlad the Impaler. Oh, that sounds interesting. What What do you do? I put spears through people's asses that go through their mouths, <laughs> and then I plant them like a flag. Uh, like, oh, okay, next. next. Let's go to the next person. <laughs> next. Hey, I'm Jimmy my... Werewolf. How you doing? <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, I got bit by what I thought was a dog. But yeah, now yeah fuck I'm, Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> now I'm over here in Romania. Yeah, what are you I'm doing? Over, I'm over here in fucking Frankfurt <laughs> trying to get some. You know what I'm saying? All these Nazis around, so I got to do what I got to do. There was a werewolf walking around in London, and his hair was I would perfect. Love, I would love a Quentin Tarantino movie just going back to like the Inglorious Bastards. And you have like the Bear Jew and all his, and the Auto Rain and all them, like fucking shit up. But there's one guy, Joey from Brooklyn, who's just like knee deep in the shit just slaughtering Nazis from the Rhine all the way to Russia and he's just a one man army and it's just like the Nazis are always in my fucking way <laughs> you know? like I would love a comedy a comedy with like uh, Chris Pratt fucking ugly shit <laughs> get Mario on the fucking job Mississippi Queen plays in the background this summer <laughs> yeah. yes Oh, it's all just ACDC or Ario Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> Take it on the run, baby. <laughs> These Nazis will not know what's coming. Shoot the three. Oh, it's just like a machine gun flamethrower. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino in his next to last movie. Next to last movie. Fuck it. He's just like, you know what? I'm just going to make schlock. That's for the rest of my fucking life. I'm going to make my masterpiece that's coming up for the next 50 years. I'm just going to make fucking schlock for fucking ABC. <laughs> and I can already hear how my phone going to ring. It's going to ring the Justified theme song, which yeah. is Chris's ringtone. <laughs> and I'm going to answer the phone, and he's going to go, Christy, open your text messages. you got to watch this video. Fun. we got to go to the movie theater. Uh, that started back up recently, Justified. I've started watching that, too. It's fun. I like, I like it, the bad so. guy. I do, too. The bad guy's really good. He was the bad guy from Logan. Yeah. Yeah, he's scary as fuck. He's in fucking Narcos and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Great I loved, casting. I loved him in Narcos, the most crooked white guy in all of Columbia. <laughs> and the guy from fucking, uh, what is it, um, with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, They Live, is the judge in the yeah, first Keith episode. David. Yeah, Keith, Keith David. David. I love that's your reference for Keith David. Is and They not, Live. Not, not the narrator of City Confidential. <laughs> or like, because that's my reference. <laughs> or like Rick and Morty, Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, every, every voice an- actor. Yeah, who every animation. Yeah. Princess and the Frog? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Not my bag. Not my bag. I think, Keith David, I think Keith David would have been great voice acted in uh, Pocahontas as the chief. I don't trust those white motherfuckers over there. <laughs> Keith that, David. You got, you, got to, you got to say it like this. It's yeah. very, 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 very well spoken. Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but uh, uh, Keith David is Dracula. Keith David is Dracula. Blackula. Oh, 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 you want to talk a pull? Let's talk some pull. But <laughs> well, uh, in early movies, you know, we're we're all fans of horror movies, especially me and Chrissy. You know, we talk about horror movies all the time. Uh, when you first get like the Bella Lugosi uh, vampires and stuff, it's straight from the book. Mm-hmm. It's it's as close to the book you can do with those old Universal stories, uh, just like Phantom of the Opera, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, which is you know the first sci-fi horror genre like yeah first sci-fi book technically uh with mary shelley doing coke with lord byron i was gonna say with (laughs) written by a teenager (laughs) written by a fucking teenager uh i've heard some different versions of how that book was written i'm not saying she didn't write it but i'm saying something might have happened to her while she was up there hanging out with those motherfuckers writing that book i'm pretty sure she saw a dead body that got zapped a little too much and it started running around I'm just saying 
that might have been a possibility. Why is every origin story just a villain story? <laughs> yeah, just gets ruined. <laughs> it's ruined. Um, but with uh, the the Bella goes to Universals, you know, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Dracula lives in a castle. He's got three bitches on the side. <laughs> He's talking to a priest who really wants to fucking murder him, and then the vampire hunter shows up and puts him fucking puts him down, and that's the great you know three act you know Shakespeare you know villain 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 kill and that's it yep. yeah good versus evil good versus evil black and white that's as simple as that and then we have the other one that Christy likes Nosferatu <laughs> which is I'm pretty sure a as of today I would write it as the horrors of radiation poisoning <laughs> the Chernobyl story before Chernobyl I can't help it the Nosferatu one's hilarious the creepy guy shows up. This junky-looking motherfucker. He gets on the boat. I work third shift. He, sneak, <laughs> he sneaks onto the boat. Yeah. And then he kills everybody on the boat, including all the rats. And the boat shows up, and everybody's like, hmm, how odd. An empty boat. We should leave the empty boat exactly where it is and not touch it until dark. And then he comes out of the boat. And then he shows up at random girl's house and kills random girl. The end. But, I promise you, everybody has had that Nosferatu moment where you've all of a sudden snuck out of your room in the middle of the night to go to the refrigerator, and you snuck down the stairs or up the stairs exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, but what I love is, like, we take the Nosferatu story mm-hmm. of him on a ship, and then we take the Bram Stoker Dracula story, where he's basically living in Transylvania and then they meld it together mm-hmm. into kind of a cohesive story. A great example is the Netflix series Dracula. Yeah. Which I kind of liked because by the time like episode three shows up he's already on the Demeter which is the original boat mm-hmm. that he sneaks onto. Uh, fun <clears> fact, <throat> there's a movie coming out called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I was going to say and the Dracula in that one looks sick. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's got that it looks like a beast. You know, it looks like a monster, which I kind of enjoy. You know, it's, it's fun having a vampire look like a human, kind of deceiving. And, like, the Dracula series on Netflix, it looks great because he is kind of fucking, like, creepy. Like, I invited all these people on this ship because I'm going to eat them. And they don't know why they're here, which makes it even more fun. <laughs> it's a fucking lottery of who, who's, who's <laughs> the last one standing. And, oh, I got this bitch with me. She's really clever. But I gotta keep her in my pocket because she might murder me. <laughs> I had no idea about this series. It was fantastic. Like it, it was, uh, I think what three or four episodes. It was very short. Yeah, it's the same people that did Sherlock. Yeah, gotcha. The, the what was cool was uh, the billboard in Los Angeles when it showed it had all these stakes coming out of a billboard, and as the night as the sun went down, the stakes made the shadow of him with his mouth open with fangs and shit. So it was a cool shadow effect you could see. Kind of like what happened when they released the uh, Diablo 4 poster in New York and then all that bad shit happened in New York with the uh, uh, forest fires. And so for a good solid two days, it was red and orange outside. And there's this giant Diablo poster billboard in New York that says, Welcome to hell. (laughs) It's like, Jesus. It's a picture of Lilith, the demon from Diablo. It is just like fucking hitting the fucking notch on the goddamn billboard game. (laughs) You hit the perfect time to put that motherfucker up. (laughs) Hail comes to New York. That's what it said. Hail comes to New York. And then the sky turns orange because the forest fires. <laughs> Just fucking cannibal horse playing in the background. <laughs> There's a lot of Dracula uh, right now. 
yeah in uh, pop culture not a lot of werewolves right not now a lot of, nah, werewolves they get kind of thrown under the bus because they're like these dirty homeless people that just turn into wolves they're they're not liked it's always a homeless guy or some poor teenager who wants to play basketball yeah <laughs> there's a netflix uh there's a black mirror episode on netflix that uh on this current season where uh it it looks like uh the victim's gonna be uh, I guess like a die in her sleep or something like that. The twist in the episode is that uh, she becomes a werewolf, and that's like the only thing I've seen lately. Yeah, that uh, has any of that kind of lore. Because the last one I can remember from recent memory was probably Underworld with the lichens. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of times we can't. We're not going to see a good werewolf movie anymore because they hit a fucking grand slam with two movies back in the day, which was The Howling and American Werewolf in London. Those two movies are so fucking perfect telling the werewolf story. You can't make one better. Unless Christopher Nolan does it. <laughs> okay. I was going to say. Well, part of it, too, is that uh, those movies, uh, uh, the, the big claim to fame to those movies is the transformation things oh, yeah. themselves, which are really the, like the effects are the shining moments of movies like that, as opposed, I'd say, more so than the story itself oh, when, half the time. When his hands are changing and his, and his face is, like, especially in The Howling, uh, Howling does it does it really well, but American Werewolf in London went over the top because you hear the bones snap mm-hmm. and like just that, and the nails are getting longer. The hair's actually underneath the skin, which is part of the werewolf mythos. Mm-hmm. Was that you shed your skin, and underneath is the wolf. Yeah, and then you just turn back into a human, kind of like the Hulk. But but underneath, and that's kind of like the scary thing about a werewolf was deep down, that motherfucker's a monster. And he's going to fuck your shit up. Kind of like The Undertaker. <laughs> That's all I picture, The Undertaker. 2010's Undertaker or... Uh, late 1990s. Back when he was cool. Well, one of the things that I like about it is it's... That they play basketball? <laughs> sure! Ride, the, ride surfing on top of vans and shit. One of the things I like about it is... Take us on the road, baby! <laughs> one of the things I like is that they've been able to take these legends and turn them so much on their head because the movies have turned them the tv shows have turned them because i am such a supernatural fan yeah because i have got to see them turn it around so much and dj qualls is the next werewolf (laughs) yes he did such a good job yeah he's still kicking yep i could see that yeah he does a perfect (laughs) job he did he did a great job and the one of the first times i saw like the werewolf thing in Supernatural, it was a skinwalker, but close. And the way they did it was really cool. Of course, I will admit I did not watch the last, I think, three seasons of Supernatural, but anybody who's watched Supernatural would understand why. When they did the vampires thing, I'm like, oh, God, they're they're either going to stick directly to the OG vampire thing or they're going to completely turn it on its head, and they completely turned it on its head, which I love. Sometimes, if they stick too close to the original vampire thing, it's too much. Well, that's, that's another thing, too. Is like, what is the original vampire story? You know, how far back are we going with this legend? Is it the, the Christian mythos of demons that are turning someone into a vampire? Is it the actual man, Vlad the Impaler? Is it the Americanized version? You know, if, if you keep evolving the story, the re- origin kind of gets mixed out. Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why... I. That's one of the many reasons I hate Twilight. 
Oh yeah, the the the, the twinkly crackheads. Yeah, that's one of the many reasons yeah, I hate Twilight. Yeah, super strength, and he twinkles in the daylight. And they're teenagers forever. <laughs> God, I couldn't imagine being a teenager. I remember forever. watching that for the first time. I was at the beach. It was on television. I was just uh, I got sick, and I just had to stay in the hotel room, and that was on. So I decided to see what all the hype was about. God, it, like I could understand why Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart hated making those movies because they look dumber and fuck. It's like that's one series that I missed out on. You're good. Fortunately, you're good. <laughs> you're so fucking good. There's so much more lure when it comes to like other fantasy tales that, like, if you're, uh, it is a it is a young adult novel. Yes, it's a series of young adult novels, and they can be hit or miss. They can go off the rails by the third book, kind of like the Hunger Games. <laughs> The Hunger Games could have just been two books. Well, think about that time period, too, with uh, Twilight coming out. You had True Blood at the same time as well for the <laughs> yeah. adults. And you had uh, the Vampire Diaries on CW yeah. and the originals and all those all those things. Because Supernatural really kicked it out of the park because that's when the CW started getting fucking massive with Smallville. And it's just like, hey, let's Clark Kent. And what's the first, what's the first image of Clark Kent? He's on a fucking cross. With an S painted on his fucking chest, but that was the that was the poster image of that show. And then when you watch the show, I don't remember this. Oh, first ever Smallville. Clark Kent gets his shit rocked <laughs> because uh, he he falls in love with this fucking girl who's wearing literally his weakness on her fucking necklace, and the jocks just beat the shit out of him and put that necklace on his on his on his neck and hang his ass in a goddamn cornfield to make it literally an allegory for Jesus. That's fucking intense. <laughs> and then he almost murders them. <laughs> Every season, like he almost murders half the town every season. Mm-hmm. My buddy, I had a buddy, a great friend in high school named Curtis who fucking loved that show, and he told me about Supernatural back then. I didn't watch it, but we'd watch about Smallville. And then there was one episode they wrote where Clark Kent kind of goes off the fucking rails to way he should have done. Where he, uh, this is off, kind of off topic, right? A girl he liked, who was like him, you know, some super powered freak, gets murdered by a guy who turns himself into sand. So you know what Clark does? Superman does? What does teenage confused what does teenage Superman do? He just killed my girlfriend, you piece of shit. He waits for him to turn into sand and he uses his heat heat vision to turn him to glass and then breaks him. Man. He murders another metahuman just because. And I, the whole show, this is like season three. I'm like, Curtis, if he doesn't murder the rest of the goddamn villains in this show, it's going to be dumb as fuck. Because he should. Every villain can be murdered by this goddamn hormone-addicted teenager. I was going to say, teenage, confused Superman, is he more scary than he plays football. Uh, Return, what, Return he plays, of the Dark Knight Superman? He plays football one episode and almost goes through a motherfucker like the boys. <laughs> you remember that? You remember the boys? Where he goes through a motherfucker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He almost does that playing football because he tripped. Could you I want to watch the show now. Yeah, it was a fun <laughs> show. It's campy as fuck. It is. Just like Supernatural was in the first mm-hmm. few seasons before they added a better soundtrack later on. Is this, is this, uh, it was Allison Mack, too, right? Yeah, back before she went nuts. And yeah. It was part of a sex cult. Nexium. Yeah. That should be its whole she's episode. Out, hey, she's out and about. I know. She just <laughs> got out, too. Well, going into, the, going into the cult thing real quick. She's <laughs> loose and Leslie Van Houten's loose. Holy shit. They turned that bitch loose in 1971. <laughs> oh, go- yeah. Going, she found Jesus. They're going to Miami and hanging out with OJ. I remember, I remember I was, you, messaged, mm. you messaged me, and I was just like, oh, man, I hope she doesn't lose Jesus because uh, she'll go off the fucking rails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus helped her ass. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But you know, uh, cults actually kind of play a big part in like some of these storytellings because a lot of it is the satanic panic from back in the day, especially in the um, 
early 1600s in America where you have people being told they're witches. You know, that could be a whole episode on its own. But oh, witches, yeah. witches play a big part in the story of uh, vampirism and werewolves or, or lycanthropy, that stupid fucking nerd word. <laughs> It's, it's werewolves, guys. You don't have to make it scientific. You don't. These, these are fantasy creatures, okay? Like, that's literally how you sign it. And it, it is just so fucking dumb. Because you got people that are really murdered. There are people who are being burned alive because someone said, she turns into a dog at night. It's like, no, asshole. You wanted her land. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you wanted. You're still a dog. Well, I got better. I got better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, repent so we can murder you faster. <laughs> it's like, you guys are really playing fast and loose with the rules. I would love to go back in time with a gun and kind of, you know, equalize everything a little bit. This goes into our time travel theory of why we shouldn't be allowed to do this. No. Because I have tattoos and I'm too tall. <laughs> I want to see this uh, series, Chris Morrison, Time Detective. <laughs> Just call it Outlander, just to fuck Showtime out of that title. <laughs> Outlander! Yeah. What? Fucking what? <laughs> like, Arthur Miller wrote, wrote The Crucible. Me and you are big fans of that. Yes. But in real time, like, real real talk, if you go back to, you know, Salem, Massachusetts back in the day, and, like, if someone even walked up on me, Charles Corey called you a witch. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> Let me talk to him. I'll talk to him right goddamn now. We'll go behind the shed, have a little fucking talk. And I'll thump his fucking skull um, for him. Excuse me, did you just talk back to me? Yeah, because it's so easy to kill you. He's he's a cl- freshly colonial, like he, yeah. uh, the British accent is still yeah. uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, I remember I brought that up in history class one day when they're talking about like uh, talk about how uh, the basically soldiers would come and just take a house. What? Mm-hmm. They have how? how? Like I'm thinking in my mind now. Like I always have that. You know, you're always constantly thinking about. If a guy came up to my house with a with a gun that shot one shot and it took him 15 minutes to load it, I'm going to fuck his skull because I'm going <laughs> to literally wear this motherfucker. <laughs> no, they're going to come with torches and then burn the shit. Yeah, but like but like it kind of kind of realize it it makes me think why like the Sopranos doesn't actually work with like exploitation and stuff like that. Oh, you go we're come back beat your ass if you don't pay it. Please come back and throw you in the fucking oven make you the next day special <laughs> this is why the Irish didn't get bullied by fucking Italians in Boston because they fucking took their fucking teeth out one by one so you know what it's like they only have like some pulp in them yeah that's what makes it taste better yeah it, 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 the weird crime of uh, what is it uh, it's not exploitation what is it um, or you threaten somebody uh, for money or profit I forget what the crime is um, it was in our t- fucking handbook in high school we couldn't do that uh Extortion. Not extortion. <laughs> extortion. Extortion is the dumbest crime. It's literally a bully. That's all it is. And that's what hey, that's what the witch crimes are. That's you know, it's extortion. Hey, if you don't give me your land, I'm gonna call you a witch, and you're gonna get got. Or I'm gonna call you a vampire. I'm gonna call you a fucking werewolf. And I'm just like, why is there not more stories of these people getting their shit knocked in? Like, because <laughs> like the, the the identify as the witch is like, well, I can't give that up. So yeah. And then, you know what's funny? There's stories of real witches. Of actual witches in America who are doing this kind of shit for money. Right now, yeah. Right now, they're just making uh, Instagram stories and yeah, selling or crystals, AM, ASMR, selling Sephora and shit like that. But like back in the day, you know, before you know, even when the Puritans were here, you had that one person out in the woods who would like make poultices and medicine, and then one thing led to a fucking another, and now they're dragging out of her house and burning her alive. 
this is actually a, a, a fun story about where the uh, New Jersey Devil comes from. Yep. Just some lady living out in the woods with 12 kids, and she happens to be pregnant with a 13th. Probably a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? It's the devil when it came out. It grew wings and flew the fuck off. And then they tried to murder her <laughs> because her baby's a monster. And you're like, just tell the truth. I swear. Like, I know people are getting, like, poisoned by fucking wheat and, like, hallucinating and shit because that's a real thing because that's what they blame the Salem Witch Trials on. But, like, a lot of this is just played on fucking hallucinations and people just need to tell a story. They need drama. Like, now we need drama. Uh, they need something in their lives other than farming dirt <laughs> and trying to live through the winter. It is that's that's the end of the episode right there. Just vampires are made by dirt farmers <laughs> <laughs> and cruel assholes who want more land. <laughs> the high school teacher is sitting here going, "How would I control this in a classroom?" This is why this is why I don't have a degree because I keep asking teachers with degrees. That's dumb as fuck. Why the fuck are they? Why is that a thing? <laughs> so you got a music teacher and a um, a non-certified professor over here yeah. just oh god if I had a full of movie classroom, references <laughs> I would literally have a college classroom but, well well Mr Morrison no just, it's just Morrison just say Morrison <laughs> why are witches because people hate math and women okay <laughs> she figured out what two plus x equals y and she figured it out and they murdered her <laughs> truth. I'm lying. Algebra wasn't existed by then. <laughs> the Muslims didn't create algebra until later on. Um, who, if you had to choose any vampire movie to watch right now, what would it be? Ooh, that's a fucking tough one because there's so many. I don't know. Bram Stoker's Dracula with Keanu Reeves and Gary Oldman's fucking fantastic. A woman fucks a werewolf. <laughs> Fucking Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder are married in that movie in real life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they actually got married in real Gary life. Gary Oldman looks ripped as fuck in that movie <laughs> with that fucking armor, that red armor, that wolf armor and shit. He looks scary as fuck. Whoever designed that made the sale with Jennifer Lopez and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. I'll, I'll say he's the best on-screen Dracula I've ever seen. Yeah. There are some really good ones. The guy from the Netflix miniseries did a fantastic job. TV vampires are kind of hit or miss. You can't really make them scary, scary. Do I get to answer this question? Yes, please. You're a vampire fan. John Carpenter's vampires. Ooh. The bad guy? The main bad guy? The uh, the one with James Woods. Yeah, but but the main bad guys? Oh, yeah. He's he's, he's a cool goth-looking dude. I love that movie so much. He's that 90s goth with the long black hair. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I got tickets to Manson. (laughs) Yep. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's go. I'm about to look up uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. It's such a good movie. It's amazing. Yeah, That's I never one of those movies you shouldn't remake, like Tremors. Yes. I'm trying to find some of the... Well, uh, a fun fact, that might be something on the horizon, me and Chrissy reviewing <laughs> Tremors and other favorite movies. I, I love idea. Tremors, dude. I had a good idea. <laughs> Reba McIntyre in her prime. Yes. yes. She was Reba McIntyre of everybody's bullshit by the end mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. And that's why she left and wasn't in part two. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the images of the uh, vampires from the John Carpenter movie, and they all look like uh, they sh- should come out of the movie The Crow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, look, but like, some, like, if you think about vampire movies, you know, let's say, um, what's the one? Uh, Fright Night. Yeah. Those yeah. things are fucking animals, dude. They got, like, 15 goddamn teeth on, like, just protruding out. And then the remake was fantastic with Anton Yelton and uh, Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell was the coolest Dracula, like, coolest vampire. He's Because he's, like, one of those bros that, like, pump you up. Like, dude, you're looking sharp today, bro. Like, I love the Doug Martens. He's like, is that your girlfriend? That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. And then, like, by the end of the movie, I'll rip your fucking throat out. <laughs> it's <just> like... <laughs> 
Which movie is this? Fright Night, the remake. Fright. Oh, the remake. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but like the original Fright Night was fantastic. Mm -hmm. They're legitimately scary, and I think one of the best vampire movies, other other than Bram Stoker, would be Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot is legitimately just spine tingling creepy. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie or read the book. The book is fucking rook. The book. But it's just like, hey, hey, Timmy, what's that? And it's, it's his buddy. Clawing his, at his, the window. His childhood buddy. Clawed at the window. Let me in, buddy. I'm your best friend. Because they can't come in the house unless you invite yeah, them. Yeah, so he, like, Stephen King wrote, wrote this book, um, another one of his coke-addled <laughs> best yeah, books. another one where if you picked up the manuscript, powder would fall out of it. Yeah, this is one of those oh, this ones. This going to be good. This yeah. is one of those ones his wife picked out of the trash, like, you dumb motherfucker, publish this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like during, like, Carrie, Cujo's uh, Pet Cemetery. This is his prime. Yes. And Salem's Lot is so underrated, and they've tried to remake it so many times, and they fail. And they fail. Body Bedelia is in it. <laughs> yes. Body Bedelia is like, this is twice she's in a Stephen King movie. But uh, it's such a good movie because it's, it, it's legitimately creepy. Because in that story, um, the vampire is brought to town mm-hmm. and put in a basement of a, was it? It's a church, right? A different yes. church. And it gets out. So, like, this is basically a monster movie, but it's so well done. Uh, which version should I see? The original, uh, the guy from the was it Dukes of Hazard was in it. Is it the guy? That guy? I think it's him. The one with Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah, it's from the '80s. Just like any '80s horror, it's fantastic. It's over the top. Fuck it. Uh, it's based on a Stephen King story. You can't fuck it up. What about the uh, the Blade vampires where they have the big side protruding? Oh, that's yeah, Blade Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Blade when they come to the, the viral vampires, yeah. <laughs> I love those. Like when you start getting into like the superhero story, you know they become kind of <laughs> comicy villains. I love Brad Dorf as a vampire. He's so cool. Uh, and the guy from fucking Grounded for Life, the dad, is it's just... That's the, that's the guy from Grounded for Life. It's that's like, a sitcom dad. You and, just made it to a vicious vampire. And he rules in that movie. Oh, he's the shit. He's like, I got my fucking hand back. And then he's like, loses it immediately. <laughs> hey, look at my hand, asshole. <laughs> just in Wesley Snipes' face. <laughs> but, no, nothing's ever going to beat Wesley Snipes giving my favorite line in a Blade movie. After he kills the vampire, he's standing there with his knife, and then they zoom in, and you're thinking you're going to hear some amazing one-liner, and then it goes, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. (laughs) I'm like, welcome to something I say once a week. Weird fucking analogy from Wesley Snipes, because that's a Wesley Snipes analogy. He probably said that to Woody Harrelson during White Man Can't Jump. (laughs) Yes. That's uh, that's what he said when the IRS IRS sent him those letters. (laughs) These motherfuckers. (laughs) But, like, with those, like, when you get into, like, the superhero genre... The, the horror aspect of vampires becomes kind of like a subgenre within the. Uh, a great one is uh, Werewolf by Night, which was a Marvel Disney Plus thing. I don't know if you saw that. Great black and white. It's about all these monster hunters meeting at a mansion in the middle of the night, and they need a new leader. And they have to play a game in a maze to hunt this one monster. And it turns out to be Man Thing, or the Marvel version of Swamp Thing. And if anybody knows anything about that fucking terrible goddamn creature, it sucks your soul out. Uh, but it's in a maze, and all these hunters have to go in this maze. Uh, me and uh, Alex did a review of it. It was really fun. There's werewolves in it, vampires in it. It's very well done. Ghosts and shit. Uh, but it's a short little, I think it's like an hour long, hour and a half long movie that was just released on Disney Plus last Halloween. Werewolf by Night. Fucking fantastic. Everybody I've talked to that's into that kind of stuff loved it, so I, that's on my list for sure. Yeah. Uh, as far as vampires on TV, you have uh, What We Do in the Shadows out Those as well. Those are fucking well. hilarious. I fucking love that show. 
I love I love her. She's like the 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 woman is who I love the most because she's just so out of place. Yes, <laughs> and she's like I'm looking for Gregor, and she sees a guy who looked like him. But Gregor, the person she's talking about, lived in the year 700 uh, and bashed people's heads in with a hammer, like a giant war hammer. And she's like walking up to him, hello, Gregor. He's like, my name's Steve. Yeah, he works in IT. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I, I remember when you killed all them villages. And he's like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> what about the, uh, the concept of uh, having a familiar, like the companion? So that in comes Vampire into the Bram Stoker's Dracula with the three wives. Uh, the three wives story where. Uh, it's three women from different villages, and they're basically a, it's it's not a harem, and they're not consorts. It's, it's they're his wives basically. He's right. a polygamist, like a Mormon. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Mormons are vampires. I mean, by yeah, the trans, by the transit of property, <laughs> they are into transhumanism. I will say that. So there's a para- so there are, there are like legit parallels between vampires and Mormons <laughs> to a an extent, but. They, but Mormons also like when I say they believe in transhumanism, which is the elevation of humanity to like a higher being. That's truly what they fucking believe in, and vampires are a great version of that. I need to be something better, so let me become a vampire and live forever. Because vampires do live forever unless you murder them, and you have to do it like a specific fucking way. There's so many rules to killing these goddamn things, especially when like True Blood kind of got further in like season four, where they meet the old vampire. It's like, oh. no, you got to kill them like this, and if you don't do it like this, it becomes it becomes the whole like shoot the proton torpedo in the two meters wide yeah, opening on the side of the Death Star. Oh, it's such a hassle. But, uh, like going up from True Blood, but like another version is uh, Dracula 2000, and that story, the origin story, Dracula is Judas. Yep. In that story, what? Yes. In that story, <laughs> yes. in that story, when Judas hangs himself, which is debatable in the Bible, yeah, we don't know what really happens to him. He dies, and his guts spill out all over the fucking place. But he gets turned into a vampire to to live with the the. Hey, you killed the savior of mankind. You did this. Your fate is to live forever in a world where he existed, and you destroyed that world because yeah. you killed him as a penance. And a cool fun fact that a buddy of mine pointed out when we first watched it was you can't catch him the same way twice. In Dracula 2000, you can only use the same trick once. So in one part, they set up these mirrors in an alley, and he corners uh, Van Helsing. And then they put an iron, uh, a silver-lined cage around him and put him in a coffin. But guess what? You can't do that again because he knows the trick and that's the thing about him like you can only use the same trick once cool concept you know this is all you know all concept stuff which i love about vampires because you can play the concept game and it's hit or miss you know twilight is a version of a miss you know okay yeah i get it they're hyper violent but like like twinkle shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> give, give him some makeup they'll be fine yeah but with werewolves there's not a lot of liberty taken with those. Those yeah. are very straightforward. Uh, a good version of this is uh, Dog Soldiers. Oh, God. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> but, like, hey, we've intentionally infected these guys to become werewolves and soldiers. Cool concept. But that's about as far as you can go. The other version of this is Silver Bullet. You know, it's someone in the town. Because that's a cool story about werewolves. You only need one. You don't need a whole goddamn bunch of them. Because it's... That's worse. That's that makes it worse. But it's the, you know, the werewolf by night. You know, it's this someone in the group doesn't quite fit, and we need to figure out who. 
and then Gary Busey shows up. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, my little wheelchair-bound nephew, I'm going to put a uh, uh, M16 on your fucking wheelchair. Yeah. And we're going to light this preacher the fuck up. And the cool thing about like werewolf movies, every time there's a hallucination or a dream sequence, like the fucking Sopranos, and it just goes off the fucking rails. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite dream sequence was the uh, one in American Werewolf in London, where he sees Nazi werewolves bust in the door, and it's like, dude, you're smoking the wrong shit, man. You need to relax. You're gonna die, so you know that, right? Because you're a wolf man. That's the thing about that one that uh, doesn't happen in any werewolf movies is when the guy gets uh, bit and uh, knows that he's that he got bit and can't go back is the hallucinations that he sees. You don't really get anything like that in any other werewolf movies. Yeah, so uh, werewolf like, it's movies. the same hallucination in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Uh, I'm bound to this person that died because of me. Uh, another movie that's not so great, but I fucking love it, is American Werewolf in uh, Paris. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a weird-ass movie. Like, it's a legitimately weird-ass movie. But he's hallucinating his dead friend, who he clawed to death as a werewolf. And... He, the only reason he's a werewolf is because he got bit during a weird like rave when he was in France. And they're stuck in France. They can't leave because there's a group hunting him. <laughs> but that all plays together in like uh, the Underworld series, which is probably the most probably the most in-depth when it comes to like a combination of the two. And I, I do like the fact that the Underworld series doesn't muddle the line and by adding like a whole paddock of fucking other monsters. I know that's kind of what happened with True Blood, where you got like fairies and uh, people that morph, like people that can tra- like transmute into like dogs or horses, shapeshifters. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, fucking lame. <laughs> they just got like all of the cryptids and and uh, it's like Shrek after a while. <laughs> yeah, well, Supernatural. What I liked was they they set up kind of a a neighborhood system where hey, in this part of the world, vampires are big. In this part of the world, in this dynamic, in this you know. Sh- upper class Mm -hmm. these group of people here hey there's a family of motherfuckers who live on the hill who have been in business since the 1700s you know and that plays into the Frankenstein mythos or you know it really plays perfect in kind of supernatural until everything kind of goes off the rails when it's just like I get it you slapped God in the mouth you can't really go any higher than that so you beat the devil like 14 fucking times eventually we have to stop writing shows yeah and we need you guys to be in the Batman movies. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, and we can only play so much classic rock and keep paying these guys. <laughs> Man, you got you to gotta keep uh, building franchises. That's what it's for yeah. to milk all that money. Yeah. I would have loved a, a crossover with probably like uh, the Vampire Diaries of the Originals and him just murdering all them motherfuckers. Well, that was one of the things I liked. Jensen Ackles said that at one of the uh, Comic-Cons. Yeah. Because they were uh, talking about it, uh, the two sets of actors. And they said, you know, we think that to end the Vampire Diaries series, it should just be an episode where they pan away from whatever the guys are talking about, and it shows the Impala pulling up in somebody's driveway, and it cuts off, and the doors open, and then they close, and then it just fades to black, and that's the end of the series. Yeah. See, that, that, that's, that's fun. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. fun part. Um, we kind of stepped away from werewolves and Dracula a little bit. Um, Cap had brought up uh, mummies. Those are always fun. Oh, yeah. Because the best movie, mummy movie, has already been made. Yes. With Tom Cruise. Hey! Uh, <laughs> no, that trash fire was awful. Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde <laughs> kind of threw me for a loop a little bit because Russell Crowe is such a good actor. I know. How, and, you, yeah. and you did that. You know who would have been great? Crispin Glover. Because that dude is scary as 
fuck in real life. Just tell me Crispin Glover couldn't do that whole change yes. over time. It's like, hey, I'm Dr. Jack. How you doing? No, Mr. Fucking Hyde. You want to buy some heroin tonight? Like, <laughs> That's the Dr. Jack or Mr. Hyde I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot of uh, mummy portrayals outside of, like, say, you know, the Brendan Fraser series or so like even fun. the old one. It is a fun movie. It I made saw, The Rock famous, man. I saw both of those movies in theaters. Like, I saw The Rock become famous in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in bad CGI. Like, legitimately. Terrible CGI, CGI at the end. Even for the time, it's just like they tried to do a giant scorpion. But, that, hey, that's his stepping stone, man. One of the greatest actors. Hold on, hold on. One of the famous, famous actors. Right. He's yeah. like he's kind of like the today's but, Arnold Schwarzenegger in yeah, a lot he's of ways. Yeah, he's the action star. He's, and, he does, and he does kids' movies, too. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he did his kindergarten cop movie. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's weird. Like with the, As a kid, with the, the idea of the mummy always fascinated me because I was really into Egyptian lore at the time, too. So there is actually, like, in modern, not even modern day, like in the 1800s, early 1900s, the, the, the joke that is Egyptian culture is fascinating. It even it even plays its like it plays its path in the uh, joke that is Egyptian culture. It is because you're taking a legitimate civilization that spans all all timeline of human existence, and then on top of that, they have a prehistory about themselves before that. Because like people are like, oh, it, this is what I hate, and I think it's kind of like a racist undertone when they say it, when they said aliens built the pyramids. No, Africans built the pyramids, folks. That's that's the stance. Africans, people from Africa, built the goddamn pyramids. How many sides does it have? It's five. Um, (laughs) But aliens didn't build the goddamn pyramids. Okay, that's that's. Wait. Aliens didn't build the fucking pyramids. That's not that's not what I heard. No, it was built by craftsmen and slaves. You mean that thing I read on the internet was was not true at all? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not on TikTok with the fake history. Po- oh, that that is infuriating. Seeing the seeing some dumb bitch get on, uh, and this is not gender specific. <laughs> Here we go. But just some dumb bitch getting on and telling me that Rome didn't exist. I'm just like, <laughs> oh god, I've never wanted to hit the fucking glasses off a woman's face so fucking hard. Oh no, this this is where we are in. Yeah, this is where we are in life right now. I just saw one, right someone now. using video footage of a movie to pr- prove that flat Earth is exist. So it, it's fantastical. Wait a minute. 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 Hold on. Rome does not exist. To this one white bitch, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That's what I said. And then, I f- and my my next guest is Kyrie Irving. We're about to talk about the Earth. <laughs> Uh, so, Mr. Irving, uh, Meta World Peace called you a bitch. <laughs> uh, but no, like the pyramids were built by people. Yeah. Period. The Bible even talks about a certain group of people who built the pyramids because you know why? It took forever to build the goddamn pyramids. Yeah. And, and guess what? Egypt, not a race thing. It was ruled by everybody at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, Cleopatra, white as fucking snow because she's Macedonian. Guess what? King Tut was probably fucking Arab. And before that, it was probably a sub-Saharan African who was in charge, and then it just keeps changing hands because it's a civilization. And the in the cradle of civilization that we learned in school, yes. unless they stopped teaching that shit. I was always fascinated by like the mummification process, where like everything they had to do, yeah, uh, to prep the body for like you know. And you know what the great thing about that is? That's not an original idea. Like people had this, you know, people have this what's called concurrent ideas around the world. Hey. Why are there pyramids in Machu Picchu in Central America? Why are there pyramids in Southern Asia? 
I don't know, because they all live around the same part of the world called the equator. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't go above 85 degrees. It's comfortable living. The water's clean. Oh, and that's the best way to stack rocks. <laughs> and, and dead bodies. And dead bodies. Hey, we want to preserve the image of our people. That's what they do. Mummification happens naturally if you don't fuck with a dead body long enough. If you just douse it in saltpeter, it just, that's what it does. Ed Gein was really good at this shit. <laughs> oh guess man, what? he was just an illiterate asshole living in Wisconsin. Oh man, what if we had like a mummy's tomb for Ed Gein <laughs> with all the body parts in his place? <laughs> oh yeah, just him and Mary Hogan just fucking bebopping down the street like with his nipple belts <laughs> and his you know lampshades and talking about how he's really cool about the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, he was really cool about a lot of he things. He's really cool he about that been. one woman, <laughs> uh, his yeah. mom, his mom. But yeah. uh, but like. It, it, it's a simple application to do to mummify somebody. They have a very unique one where it's wrapping and wrapping. But dude, tribes in you know tribal people in you know northern Europe would put them in tar pits mm-hmm. or leave them out into the ice, kind of like what we do with people in Mount Everest. Just leave them. Just leave them. <laughs> people near the rainforest had uh, ceremonies where they would put them in. Uh out towards bogs mm-hmm. they would uh, you would pick certain ages and you would literally you would just lead you out into a bog yeah it would dress you up really nice feed you a specific meal and then they would lead you out into this bog and you would just sink yeah and that that's and it where would we get preserve the bog, you that's, that's where we get the bog person yep which is a mummified corpse that was discovered mm-hmm. you know, all these creatures that we've talked about uh, come from Back from the dead and are all cursed. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's, and you know, there's some deep-seated weird thing about every fucking one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the Salem witch trials the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. I need her to be a witch. Why? Because she's got the best part of the town in her name. Or I need this guy's land. I'm going to call him a witch. And while they don't use the word wizard, bothered me as a kid for some reason. Like, you have witches with witch trials, but at no time do they say, like, a man was a wizard. They just called him a witch, too. I'm just like, I thought these were very gender-specific. Like, they're not. I don't think the gender-specific thing showed up until Harry Potter. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> no, I, have, think, I think that showed up great, later. Like a, they have a great version of vampires in their fucking books. They're very brutal because they kill, like, a young girl, like, at the end of the books. Uh, that... It's kind of prominent in the books, and then it's just like, oh no, she was murdered and ate by a fucking werewolf. <laughs> Wait, there were vampires in the Harry Potter series? Yeah, they were part of the uh, evil group of assholes with that no-nose motherfucker, Bray Fiennes. He plays a great villain. Yeah, by the way, Bray Fiennes some- is a, would be a great werewolf Nazi. Man, he would be fucking <laughs> slick. He would be a great werewolf, Nazi, mummy, detective. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yeah, him and Christoph Waltz just bebopping down the street. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah. We need Inglorious Bastards too to kind of sage these things. Oh, bless. But Rob, like, Rob Zombie writes a soundtrack. Yeah, but like a werewolf movie. What would you What would you say would be a go to werewolf movie? I know, it's, I know it's kind of hard because it's either the Howling or American yeah, Werewolf. Yeah, it's only like a couple of <laughs> <laughs> Or Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Ugh. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Curse. Blood and Chocolate. Okay. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's, that kinda, but that kind of changes the concept, too. What is Blood and Chocolate? It's kind of a... It, it started out as a uh, young adult novel, and it turned into a movie. I'm a Hugh Dancy fan. It's a Hugh Dancy movie. Okay. It... It's in France. 
I think. Yeah. I think it's France. Um, Hugh Dancy is a struggling writer, a struggling artist, and he's from America, and he goes over to Paris. And he struggled so much he afforded a plane ticket to another <laughs> goddamn country. Yeah, and he's he must be starving. Yeah, he's it's in the, the middle 80s, of. Right? He's in the no, it's the recent oh. like uh, uh, mid two thousands. Yeah, mid two thousands. He's in the middle of Oof. town, and sees this girl come by. She's gorgeous. He decides he's going to go talk to her. Obviously. Yeah, come to find out, her and her whole entire family are werewolves and have been for hundreds of years. This is a plot line of American Werewolf in Paris too, except it's a a, a rave. That Blade didn't show up to <laughs> and murder everyone. And she does that thing where she's like, no, you can't fall in love with me. My whole family's wolves and it's going to be bad. And I'm telling you, don't fall it's in love Twilight with me. It's Twilight with better writing. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I, I love your soul. Yeah, whatever. No, she's like, I've got a bad history. My family's crazy too. And I ran away from them. And trust me, it's okay. And she's like, no, my family's a different kind of crazy. That's, what, that's when the whole measuring of trauma kind of really comes in handy. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Oh, I, I had a bad father and a, a mother had abandoned me before I was born and all this shit. And it's just like, that's cool. Um, I was in a concentration camp. And it's like, see, one of those things don't line up with the other. <laughs> see, one of those things are very fucking bad. And one is just a, a trivial fucking problem. One of the things I like about it is their transitions are, they go from human beings to actual wolves. Oh. It's not the like the howling. It's not like they're on their hind legs and been like giving you the finger. Are they like, like C- cursed? Are they like CGI wolves or just like live wolves with like voice actors? Just kind no, of. They don't even talk. They're just yeah. actual wolves. Huh. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of practical effects go into that. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, hell, there's my girlfriend. Come here, come here, buddy. Like just a wolf. <laughs> just a wolf comes up. It's just like, hi. Yeah, but like, it's just yeah, like, pretty much. But another uh, another subgenre of this was the uh, the teenage vampire or the teenage werewolf. You know and Michael J. Fox as Teen Wolf. It's such a fun movie because they still use practical effects. When Michael J. Fox turns into a wolf, it's kind of scary looking because his bones break and snap and, you know, he turns, he looks weird as fuck, first of all. He's very well grouped. But like, because <laughs> I think it's because he's so small for one. Right. Michael J. Fox was like five foot. Five foot two, I think. Something like that. Just small to the ground. Always looked like a teenager. <laughs> Always, forever. Uh, but, and then you had the teenage vampire movies like Buffy. So no, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of the show, but I'm a bigger fan of the movie because the movie is batshit insane. Yes, and she has not done anything. The girl that played Buffy didn't do jack and shit after that movie, <laughs> and everyone in it is perfect. That's another one that I've missed out on. That's like yeah, the one Cap. franchise that everybody loves that I have missed out on. Since I've gotten into all this shit, yeah, that would be a good time to reboot that series. I think uh, I think it'd be prime time to redo a Buffy series, but keep it set in the '90s. Just reboot it. Michelle Sarah Michelle Gellar shows up as the devil. <laughs> I I think it would be cool to see them redo it, but redo it like for nowadays and mm. let Sarah Michelle Gellar come because she hadn't done anything since. Let her come back as like the original, and yeah. let her make her cameo appearance as the and original. Nick Cage. As Dracula, yes. <laughs> I mean, he he's oh, he won't t- turn down anything at this point. There's like I've heard uh, I've heard Renfield is fantastic. I have too. I don't know if uh, I want to see Renfield because it's because Renfield is a familiar in the book, but uh, in this one it's a modern day where Renfield is like I want to quit my goddamn job uh, working for Dracula because he he's an ass. <laughs> but Nick Cage's Dracula looks fun. It's fun. I always think of the uh, the Tom Waits Renfield and that. Uh, oh yeah. 
in the uh, Gary Oldman Dracula movie. Yeah. Um, Just Tom Waits be- being himself. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, bugs. And just strumming along. I got spiders in my blood. Yeah, <laughs> pretty like, much. Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah, your life sucks. <laughs> I get it. It's fucking awful. <laughs> but like, going into like the going back to the mummy part, really. Like, what people don't realize is, and this could probably be a whole episode, but like, in a history part of this, people were so fascinated with mummies that they kept digging them the fuck up and selling pieces of them, like, kind of like. Uh, Oh, what is it called at the end of the museum? Uh, gift shop bullshit. That's what it was. It's like, oh, I got a, I got a mummy's toad and saw this other bullshit. And then it came into play with Mormonism oh, <laughs> when shit. they, when he was coming up with that shit. It's always the Mormons or the Nazis. Yeah, it's always the Mormons. Dude, people that changed the world, man, changed the fucking world. <laughs> All right, you can't say they didn't. God, you can't say the distance. What is Mormonism but the Third Testament? Okay, <laughs> Third Testament. It is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. You don't have to throw shit at me. It's true. You know, it's not like Andrew Jackson said, we need to kill them now. But, uh, <laughs> I'm about to turn into some of the new kids and start throwing a phone at you. <laughs> but there were presidents who did not like the Mormons. Um, but, you know, that kind of c- plays into the whole story of, you know, how do we function going forward with not pulling stories from the back end? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we need these stories to create the new monsters coming around. Uh and I kind of like the way horror is going now. The last two years of horror movies are fantastic if you get the chance to watch them because it's all original concepts. They're not going back and doing vampires and werewolves and mummies or trying to universal trying to create a fucking universe of their bullshit with Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe. It's, like it's mostly TV with all that now with uh, yeah. vampires and werewolves. Yeah, and before, like, I will say this. Before Supernatural, there was Buffy. But there's also another show called Charmed. <laughs> yes! Uh, I'm a grown-ass man, but guess what? When I was a teenager, I fucking loved Charmed. <laughs> you know why? Because Rose McGowan was hot. Say Rose McGowan, Nev Campbell. No, right? no, Nev Campbell. It was Rose What's McGowan. Uh, it was that bitch from Beverly Hills. This is not a 210. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The yeah mean I'm one. surrounded by men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, the one, uh, there was one called Piper. She was the short one. And then uh, there was uh, Alyssa uh, Milano. She was the hot oh, one, no. and then Rose McGowan showed up as like the bastard sister. Like, oh yeah, your dad has a side piece. <laughs> like, <laughs> who am I thinking of that had uh, Ned Cam- uh, Neff Campbell in it? I don't know. Was it pr- uh, Pretty Little Liars. What? Uh, nah, that's maybe new, that's what I'm thinking. That's, of. A, new, that's a newer show. But uh, Scream. Neff Campbell. <laughs> Scream. That's all. I, Neff I thought there was a TV show too. Not she's in Wild Things, but uh, <laughs> she was in Wild Things. Yeah, but. Um, with those shows, you know, they showed vampires and werewolves and stuff like that. And you talk about budgeted, you know, budget fucking graphic CGI and stuff like that. Um, like nineties TV, Shannon Doherty is oh, what I'm yeah. thinking of. A real bitch on wheels. <laughs> but yeah, then we see Alyssa I'm, Milano, yeah, Shannon look, Doherty, and I can't remember the third one. Oh, name. the guy from uh, Nip Tuck. Yeah, yeah, that fucking show. Oh, you guys want to talk about Nip Tuck real quick? We got another five hours. I was going to say. <laughs> you want to talk about True Blood being porn? Oh, God. FX. Oh, FX. Had you. FX had you. Hey, we're on the cable package, motherfucker. Your parents don't need HBO or Showtime. You want to see Julian McMahon's just bare ass. <laughs> yeah. You know, people get cut the fuck up and bled out every day. Let's see. Kaylee Cuoco was in, uh, was in Charmed. Yeah, probably as a child. Probably. <laughs> but, uh... 
But back in those days, you know, back in the 90s, those were the shows. And I remember one show that came out that pissed my great-grandma off. It was a soap opera that had werewolves and vampires in it called Passions. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, my God. I forgot about and that. And she was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> Smoking a cigarette and just like, this is terrible. Let's go back to watching Days of Our Lives. I'm like, yes, Grandma. <laughs> I got to know what happens to that guy. That's, that, that's, that's the problem I have in my mind is like I watched soap operas when I was eight. So I'm now I'm really big into storytelling. <laughs> as convoluted as it is, I'm a raconteur. You got to tell me a story, man. Well, wait, what soap you operas and pro wrestling. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think? Like nowadays, that telling the stories of vampires and werewolves and stuff, it kind of has any prevalence in like the story and like going forward. Because like we we we've seen some massive changes. We had that whole zombie zombie era, which was fucking lame. I well, I think it's a, it's everything's a cycle with vampires. If it's not vampires, it's zombies. If it's not zombies, it's vampires, and to lesser extents, werewolves and mummies. It's the fear of not knowing what yeah. happens after you die. Yeah. Um, and uh, with vampires, it's sexy. With uh, zombies, it's your brain is dead and you're just feeding off living people. With werewolves, you become an animal. It's just yeah. like you know all these scenarios of what could happen if you die in the worst possible ways. Yeah. I, I just don't see that going forward much. Kind of like, like, I think with, it'll always be around. Oh, yeah, it'll always be around. But I think, I think we're never going to get back to that heyday of like the Howling or Bram Stoker's Dracula. We're not going to have those kind of films anymore because it's all been done. I hope I'm fucking wrong. I, I am really too. Do. But it's like a lot of things as it, as uh, as I get older. It's one of those things that j- that uh, keep, that makes me jaded as I get older. It's like I've seen this. Yeah, you know. I I kind of hope that you're wrong too, but I I also think that because I mean I was thinking that too, and then somebody got on my phone and said you have to watch a show called Midnight Mass. Fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the be- that's the best kind of horror. Uh, it's not like you know what makes Midnight Mass great. It's not even the vampire part. Spoiler alert. But it's not the vampire part. It's the Catholic part. <laughs> the Catholic part's what's scary. Because when he starts going off the rails toward the last episode and talking about the army of God, yeah, now we got some real monsters showing the fuck up in plain sight. For real. Now, granted, he pulled a fucking tent preacher and made a girl walk <laughs> from the wheelchair. But deep down, it's just like, we need to be soldiers of God. <laughs> yes. Nah, I'm not, nah. Nah, bro. <laughs> yes, yeah. that real terror. With yes. guns and tanks. And with shit. guns and tanks. Yeah, with torches and, and rifles. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you know, I would love to come back to the subject, kind of, kind of go into the next one, probably uh, ghouls and zombies on the next mythical part of this, the mythical creatures. I think that'd be a fun episode uh, because ghouls don't get betrayed correctly at all. Who does this mean we get to talk about those crazy people up in New York that took the bones out of the people in the uh, oh the bone funeral farmers. home? Yeah, the bone farmers. There was actually a. Uh, We'll talk about it again, but uh, there was a uh, young man in uh, Georgia who uh, who ran a funeral home, um, and just buried empty caskets and kept dead bodies on his property in cars and freezers, and it's just like you could have just buried them. Like, <laughs> but he just had them around. He was in Georgia. Keep that in mind, folks. <laughs> in the Georgia Delta, I say Georgia, Tennessee. There was like the body farm and all yeah. that too. Yeah, he probably sold them to some guy who was really. Hey, that's neat. Let me get one of those. It's a, bit, it's a big market in the South, as it turns out. It's a big market for a dead body. <laughs> well, folks, we're going to end it there. Um, <laughs> before I... You know, we have a new section on the couch potatoes. I got to ask. 
because we're the cryptic conspiracy cult, and there's a little conspiracy in this one. The government said aliens exist recently. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on that? Real quick. <laughs> I love just the non-reaction from the general public it's about fantastic. all this. <laughs> I fucking love that. I do too. I've been I've been on TikTok forever, and I love that every once in a while I'll be going through my For You page and it'll say, it'll be like somebody pretending to be the government and say, hey you guys, aliens are real. And then it'll be like the general public saying, great. What are you going to do about how high the taxes are? What are you going to do about student loans? What are you going to do about this? What about the cost of living? And, all, and then it'll say, you guys, aliens are real. <laughs> it's like, oh God. It's like, it's been a it's been a rough few years, man. The aliens is nothing. <laughs> my, my, yeah. biggest, my biggest what it was like when I first heard it, it's like, oh, that's cool. Um, I'm working six days this week, so um, <laughs> if we can meet up to record another day, <laughs> so I can fucking sleep. Um, yeah, aliens and whatnot. Yeah, sure. What? Just, but me and Alex talked about. It, I was just like, he didn't show me proof. He didn't bring me the skull of a fucking alien. So like, unless he starts doing that shit and we start seeing shit come from the sky, I'm not gonna care. Is it? Aliens, or did they say a unidentified flying object? It was a non-terrestrial craft with non-human biologics inside. One guy said this. That's it. And at no point during that fucking congressional hearing, congressional hearing, by the way, no photos, no video, just... Hey, the CIA is lying to you. Well, I fucking know that. <laughs> I know the CIA is lying like, to me. I know what they put in the fucking Cheerios. Like, I've been like, hearing this for like decades. Yeah, I know what they put in the goddamn Fruit Loops. I know. I know. Don't you don't have to lie to me? I know what Kellogg <laughs> is all about. You know. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kellogg's. Ooh. Enjoy Fruit Loops and don't touch yourself. Uh, <laughs> but with that, I just as part of the news part, I had to bring it up because you know we had to record. We, we I recorded right before it came out. And, I was and you were like, just like, God I, damn, damn it. it. I, missed, I missed the perfect opportunity to release a perfect episode about aliens and just talk about this drivel. I want to know Tyler's thoughts on it now. He's just probably like, whatever, dude. I, I, I've known this for years. Yeah. Tell me tell me about the Anunnaki again <laughs> and why people didn't build the pyramids or the Great Wall or whatever the fuck. And why the Earth is flat. And Yeah. Yeah, I about came across that fucking table. <laughs> But everybody knows the Earth is a spheroid, a, a ball. I, I shot no, some. I'm confused about all of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's the fun thing about doing this show. Get confused. No this, answers. That's what, that's what uh, you get the spheroids for. You just pump that shit up, and it makes you it makes you dumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back again with a great few episodes of History We Forgot. Yep. Um, and Cap, it's great to have you back. Hope to have you again sometime. Yeah, man. I want to do it again soon. Fuck yeah. Uh, listen to all the shows on the network. We've got a brand new show through the Something Good Network. Check it out with Mikey Black and Dante. Uh, and let us know in the Discord. Check it out. Uh, everything's in there if you want to get a hold of us uh, with any ideas you may have. Uh, thank you guys for coming in. You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.